You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Oh, shit, son, it's great to be here. Oh, are you a southern sheriff? Well, I, I feel like I might dip out of accents without any really consciousness to a geographic location for the rest of this episode, much in the fashion of this, uh, well, this here movie, uh, uh, Return of Swamp Thing. I don't know. I felt like those uh, inbred hicks in the woods really had a an accent going yeah, for it. Those children were the only ones I think that maybe nailed it. Uh, the, the the British villain, <laughs> the the Cajun taxi driver, <laughs> the Louisiana well, that taxi sheriff was all over the place, and the and the Brooklyn the Brooklyn swamp guys were uh, pretty confusing. Uh, but of course, I am referring to the uh, well the uh, the narr- the. The narrative fuck-up known as The uh, Return of Swamp Thing, uh, a film which I was forced to a, watch a this podcast. A sequel? To a not-good movie. A sequel to a perfectly average Swamp Thing film um, that somehow got the costume um, even worse. Uh, and... I disagree. I think he at least <laughs> looks like the Swamp Thing now. The other one, he was just a dude in a green leotard. Yeah, they gave him like a nose in the last one, didn't they? It was really yeah, yeah. This one they gave him the more traditional, like uh, weird mouth bridge thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's not a good costume. Don't get me wrong. It's like it's like a low budget cosplay. Like you've definitely seen people at comic conventions who look more like Swamp Thing than this dude. Yeah, the Return of Swamp Thing, the low budget cosplay uh, fan film that was somehow done for four million dollars. Well, I didn't do this film alone. Now, normally we um, we call upon a particular gentleman when we reach out for terrible films. But Mike, Mike of course, wasn't available. So instead, I got my we friend. We also shit on him way too often. <laughs> Seth Grovick. Hey, guys! <laughs> oh, no! Hey! <laughs> he's what are like, you guys watching? Oh, boy. He's he's adapted. Sorry, we watched the film too long, and, and Seth went insane. So now he's going to yell his lines in a southern accent. Like that ginger kid from this film. Um, Can we be uh, honest? I thought he was doing a Mike Hayes impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> that is very much what like Mike Hayes sounds Hello. like. This is how he usually starts the podcast when he's on here. Hello, he folks. Hello, Ben. Uh, this, of course, yes. is our attempt to start up a uh, uh, a feud between our move, our podcast, and the other B Movie Mania podcast. All you white men with movie <laughs> podcasts. There's not enough of us. Friend to group who about film. Look, yeah. just because we're on the Caucasian Movie Commentary Podcast Network. <laughs> yeah, the C- I will just point out. <laughs> the uh, CMPN, yeah. What makes ours different is Ben is a fourth Native American. So oh, right. That's true. And he won't yeah. shut so up So we're about only it. kind of white. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like when, if, if you just sort of, like, seven on eights. average. If you average across the two of yeah. us. Yeah, yeah seven, eight, seven eights white, but... There's that one uh, that making us, it's a little different. Now, here's an ironic thing. Seth mentioned to us that he really wanted to come back on and do another episode. And we were psyched. We both like Seth. We've known him for a long time, well, way before we did the yeah. podcast. And then for some reason, we were like, let's have him on. And then we picked a really shitty movie. That's what I'm through. here for, though. When the, when the going gets tough, that's when, you know, you call in an expert on yeah. bad movies. Seth, if you've you're had a, a wide array of for, weird appearances. For new listeners, Seth has uh, uh, been on for such films as Batman Begins. Yeah. <laughs> as Great well movie. as Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. a good movie. <laughs> yeah. 
But that was really just because of my my uh, in, enduring crush on Rachel Lee Cook. So that was I agree. I knew I exactly what I was getting into with Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> this that, uh, that this movie, movie has think my crush though. This is uh, no redeeming qualities. Uh, but yeah, let's don't don't let don't let me det- I, I I'll just be sad about this movie if you don't <laughs> stop me. So. Oh boy! Um, so, uh, in case anyone skipped the mini episode, we did Return of Swamp Thing, which is a 1989 uh, sequel, in a way, to the uh, uh, 1982 it's Swamp a sequel Thing. Sequel in so much as two actors came back. The plot, yes. and it, yeah, <laughs> it, to do with the it other shares movie. the name, and it doesn't even really pick up from the way the first one ended. No, it no. just it's just it's. It's just kind of another Swamp Thing movie that has some of the, the same characters. But the it's... best is so this movie starts and they they start showing um, what's his name, Alcar is that his name? I'm talking about uh, Anton Arcane. Arcane. A- Arcane. Arcane. Yeah, they show him and I was like, no, he died at the end of the last one. He gets turned into a right. man and yeah. the thing kills him. And so I was like, how is this a se-? so I I paused the movie like. 20 minutes in because i was like i gotta figure out un- unknowing that there was going to be a uh, a voiceover line that would explain the whole movie to me yeah but i went and looked it up and they they apparently just brought him back to life that seems yep. like a part of a movie you'd want to include bringing a man back from the dead but when still, you, they just start off with him like i feel like he was like i'm not putting on the pig costume when you googled <laughs> plot of swamp thing movie did google respond with are you okay <laughs> no i are wish you sure you do you need to know this <laughs> Yeah, Is it was it, like showing me the suicide prevention hotline phone number. <laughs> <laughs> you matter. Bad jokes. Yeah, like, this is a weird turn of events. I, no, what's here's the insane part. I I went to Wikipedia and it has like an absurdly detailed plot summary for the mm-hmm. first movie. Like it's like twenty paragraphs. It is. The second uh, yeah. movie is like it's a sequel. Uh, Swamp Thing shows up and fights Pete. It's like you couldn't. I was like, "Wow, more people like the first movie than this movie. They're both terrible." I can't believe one person though on Wikipedia was really into that. Yeah, it's movie. it's a seven paragraph synopsis of every moment in the first movie. The, the Return of Swamp Thing synopsis is four sentences. Yeah, it's basically well, like the back of a DVD box. <laughs> and it, I mean, to be fair, like. I mean, describe what happens during the second movie. Oh, it's so. Okay. I can it, do it. You ready? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Arcane's back alive. His For daughter some reason. has suffered a brain injury that makes her talk like a robot. She's coming to visit. Swamp Thing shows up eh, at some point. They get in a fight. A house blows up. Did I get it all? Yep. Yep. You got it all. <laughs> oh wait, she eats. She eats some mushrooms and they fuck. Forgot about that. <laughs> Well, you guys want to just shut this down, start a new podcast? Yeah, I think we're done here. I think we're all done here. Thanks, everybody. Talk talk to you later, folks. And and now at this point, we're going to close the episode, and you're just going to just going to roll right into the next episode. Hi, I'm Ira Glass. Uh, On today's episode, (laughs) (laughs) that's your Ira Glass. (laughs) We'll work on it. I didn't have an halting pattern in my speech. I'm sorry. I'll work on it. Um, But uh, uh, my notes for this uh, just. My notes for this open on the idea that I was just talking about in the intro, in that we, 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 we find ourselves with five men in the swamp. And even though we're in the swamp, we expect... Because, see, Swamp Thing 1 and actually Man Thing have the same problem, where all the characters were told, you need to sound Southern, which is like 15 Except different regional thing. dialects. So they all just picked one. I'm going to do Texas. 
I'm going to do Louisiana. I'm going to do well, a made up one. <laughs> a lot of these actors are from Alabama, actually. I was looking, I was just like, while well, was it? Uh, yes. Today, I was like looking through IMDb and a large number of them are from Alabama. And it? some of them, in fact, the kids do a good job with the actual, the actual Southern accent. Anton Arcane. That's because they're both Southern. <laughs> yeah, I think they yeah. really, really were from that Anton area. Arcane sounds like vaguely German, maybe? It's, like German yeah, English? I mean, that, he, he is a, that guy is actually like a really famous actor. Yeah, he's he is. Like, yeah. If you look in like from like the 50s to like the 70s, he's in like two movies a year. And yeah. he's just, that's sort of his normal voice. He's kind of like Ricardo Montebane, where they just have like a voice and it's like, doesn't matter what you're cast as. This is yeah. the voice I'm doing. You're not he's yeah. never getting anything else. His I'm credits include European. His credits include Octopussy, which is a name that I'll just say whenever I get a chance to. Um, but but other characters like Heather Locklear, uh, I guess is from California, so she doesn't need one, I suppose. Yeah, she doesn't really have an accent. The taxi driver sounds she has a Cajun. <laughs> Those yeah, five guys in the that... swamp that we open on are just like straight out of Brooklyn. Yeah, they had really well, that's weird. Be- <laughs> That's because they're treasury agents looking for a moonshot oh. which I do not think is the Department of Treasury. Don't think they go after moonshiners. Like, in the swamp at night with M16s. Yes, yeah, and I, also, they, they imply yeah. that the only reason they're there is the one guy wanted to get out of the office. It's like, that's not how military <laughs> operations happen. Well, maybe so he's not bored at work, and he's like, go get an Abrams and let's drive around in the south. <laughs> Yeah, that that was confusing. Well, the whole movie, like the, the 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 flow of the whole movie is like characters on screen that you'll never see again do something. <laughs> People there talk are about a science. Ton of characters who don't come back. And, and then and then there's a three minute fight scene, and then and then characters talk for twenty more minutes about science stuff or. All like all this exposition about, and they they all have the same things to talk about. The, we'd cut to the lab, and some guy would be like, "Well, the the, the pseudo DNA is mixing with this lizard pretty well, is it? Yes, it is. And, Excellent." And then they would cut, <laughs> they just cut to something to two other characters having another discussion. Oh shit! These porno mags are making me hard. Yeah. And he's like, "All right, cut." <laughs> just must deeply upset. Oh uh, yeah, that um. As soon as I I so when the so like. So yeah, so the start of the start of the movie is there's the agents in the swamp. There's a Cthulhu man. You, you mean Cthulhu in a denim jacket? Yeah, he's supposed to be a leech, but apparently these fuckers have never seen a leech in their life. It's not what they look like. No, they look like the the spy from fucking Star Wars or <laughs> Elephant Mon or whatever. That's yeah. not what they look like. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah we we were we were confused. We were confused about what. Yeah, because he has a trunk. But he's supposed yeah. to be a leech. And yeah. they don't explain this leech phenomenon. They just show this thing attacking them. And then we, like, go to title card. We, we cut to Born on the fucking Bayou. Yep. And then Screams. just a bunch of comic book cutouts. But the thing that got me is, like, they never explain the leech man. How the no. fuck did he get out? Why was he out? They never... There's no... They explain that Arcade is, like, making unmen, as they're called. Yeah. Uh, but, like... How'd that guy get out? Shouldn't that have been something that came up in the plot at some point? Yeah, I thought it's that would be so like the, the primary, you know, driver of the movie is like, oh, one of these creatures got out, so now we're gonna have to hunt him and you know, right. swamp things gonna get in the way and but then halfway through the movie they just kill the leech man guy. He just like They set him on fire. They set him on fire and it's like uh, uh alright, well now what now what do we do? <laughs> 
and it's very strange to me because in the very beginning we have an albeit bumbling sheriff asking questions. Yeah. And then the sheriff's oh, he... walked out of the scene and he's out of the movie. I wouldn't call him bumbling so much as I would call him a walking sexual harassment lawsuit. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. At one point, while talking about a female who brings him a drink, and she is a like a, a molecular biologist. I don't mm-hmm. know why in, this, in Arcane's house he doesn't have an actual servant to bring yeah. drinks. Yeah. He Sorry, real quick. He, he hires... 40,000 people. Yeah, he employs one of them, all of them with guns. Hundreds but he of makes... men and women and their jumpsuits and their armory and there's some yes. scenes where they're literally just running around in the background like back yes. and forth. But he makes a woman with like three PhDs go Sir, give somebody a sweet tea. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's like so weird. I was like, why is this? And he says that she's an expert at splicing jeans at which point the sheriff says if she ever needs homework she can get my jeans anytime yeah i I wrote that down that's a great pickup line if somehow you're talking to a scientist and she brings up jeans what's infuriating is why not now take that man down to the science lab to show him around and thus splice him into a horrible pig monster it's the perfect setup yes do anything with him instead of him being like i gotta look around the property he wants to have one of the pretty young things lead him around, and then he's just never in the movie again. Yeah. Well, not in, once. It's in, so weird. In the sweaty, gross sheriff's defense, there's no conceivable reason for Doctor Arcade to be employing just, just, just like strange bikini models who are wearing specifically different outfits than everyone else. Like the outfit of yes. the average yep. arcane henchman is an orange. Custodian's jumpsuit with the with sleeves the, pulled ex-cons. off, with the sleeves cut off, and a and a a one. non-functional harness, a decorative mm-hmm. harness. But They're the women, one piece of flair. So some of them have a bandana, and some <laughs> of them have like a rolled-up sleeve yeah. with a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, their uniform policy. So real quick, I gotta ask Pogues, what is your henchman flair? Oh well, I mean, if I had a henchman flair, it'd be a bolo tie. <laughs> See, I'm going cigar. Okay. Oh. Uh, uh, skull necklace. <laughs> nice. Like a, like a little uh, like silver skull with like jewels in the eyes. Uh, oh, and and of course, my thing. jumpsuit would be open, so it would be like nestled in all my chest. Yeah. Hair. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Now, important follow up question because there is a character in this film who has a unzipped. For oh, the entirety yeah. of the film, he has an unzipped henchman suit, which goes down past. The belly button. Yes. You can see the it's belly button. all the way down to his dick. How far are you going to go with that zip? I mean, he's... He looks like the fucking guy from the darkness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, prob- I, can't, I can't go any farther than that. So, I mean, mine, Legally. Mine, yeah. Mine, mine, <laughs> mine unzips to the knee. Just down. Yeah. I'm going to intentionally, uh, when I'm filling out the uh, new employee form yeah. and, you know, what, please select your jumpsuit size, I'm going to go one size up. From what I actually need, so my zipper can actually like go down below my balls. Good, okay, yeah, okay. Oh, so. perfect, perfect. <laughs> Not gonna be a problem in this swap. I What's can't see why. Is, <laughs> yeah, his exactly. dick also is wearing a skull necklace. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's a little. It's I also a should. One. I should have gone uh, walled on a chain. That would have made me fit in better. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It would be more pokes to me. It speaks more pokes. Uh, so, so speak- the cop walks around and then he vanishes. Vanishes from the yes. script. <laughs> one of many. Issue. 
the D, the uh, treasury agents, they disappear. They're never in yep. it again. They're gone. They, they the, decide not to investigate any further <laughs> with, with the monster that he saw. Hey, he got rescued. He's just psyched he's still alive. You know, we're the Department of Labor. We're not allowed to do any of this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, another person who disappears, that sweet cab driver Ben mentions, who drives yep. gator cabs, and has a line which he delivers about his cousin who put in his new transmission. He's studying to be a preacher at the Baptist Rib Shack. Important a... info. Yeah. I thought that character Baptist would come back. Could yeah, not be a more racist phrase. Yeah, it was like it was Black Baptist Church and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Pokes, but it was either in Swamp Thing or Man Thing that there was like a cab driver that like hung out with Swamp Thing after he like dropped somebody off. I, there was a character that like spent time in the swamp, like became like a sidekick. And I thought we were getting. I think it's in the original guy. Swamp Thing. Yeah, I thought we were getting back there with this guy. Kid. I think it's a kid, no. isn't it? That's right. It is. A, it's, a, it's a gas station. Kid from the gas station. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 And he wears like the gigantic glasses. Yeah. yeah. That's him. It's yeah. I thought we were getting in that territory, but no. We do have some children, but they do not operate as sidekick. They operate as like a D plot, and I use D specifically because there's like four unnecessary character stories happening, overlapping. The point as Pogues pointed or as Seth pointed out, they have to constantly cut. <laughs> but so yeah. so. We meet we meet the uh, the treasury men who we abandon sheriff we abandon we go into the lab where we meet the asthma having scientist yeah that, that's they his had square. to make sure he had asthma <laughs> so you'd know who, later when that monster appeared and it was we, him all right pokes Taylor if yes. you had to describe to someone who hadn't seen this film what that lab looks like can you give me your best description oh boy remember the fake lab in mystery science theater three thousand <laughs> imagine that but with less production value. Yes, uh, Ben and I thought it looked like a like an IKEA catalog. There was <laughs> there was like shelves that were yeah. facing away from things that were like nine feet high that had beakers on them, and it looked yes. more like a sculpture than an actual shelf. They were it was like step shaped. Yeah, it was like you bought yeah. IKEA furniture like... for your for your dorm, but then a guy who loved black light shit yeah. moved in. <laughs> It is insane. Like, oh, the, the, and, and sorry. The beds they lay on are like literally a staircase with like yeah. uh, tube shaped cushions put in the, like the gaps of the stairs. It's so weird. That stoner roommate that I mentioned, he's in this film because for one brief glorious minute, the film cuts to a quote unquote scientist who has a rat tail. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I think that might be a full mullet. He's a mullet. He's a mullet rat tail. He's sitting at a desk. He never returns, which is a fucking crime, because I need... Oh, yeah. He looks like the friend that, like, young John Connor is hanging out with at the arcade in Terminator <laughs> 2. Budnick, the actor who played Budnick. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he, he does look exactly like I mean, that. The minute he was on screen, I couldn't... He had, he had, like, a silver necklace. He definitely owns, like, a potato gun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've called him the he, intern. He disappeared because he went to a juggalo camp after this. He looks like your third favorite weed dealer. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, that scene was weird because that was like one of the many weird two-minute fight scenes and one of the 10,000 unnecessary sort of jarring cuts where they they like in – there's like the orange jumpsuit guys are out in the woods and they, they attack Swamp Thing and then it cuts to the rat-tailed kid who's like, Swamp Thing is there. And then <laughs> – 
he's like not he's like basically looking at the audience and then <laughs> yeah. it cuts back to Swamp Thing running. It was just so there was Is that some, my only line? Yeah. Like <laughs> I, mean, I feel like, like the director's a, son or something. Yeah, there was just like a whole the 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 editing in this movie was jarring. There was yeah, so was many just non-existent. It just just randomly cutting and and uh scenes I think where, it's cuz they I imagine like they went to edit it and they were like, "Well, where's like the transition shot?" And they were like, "What's the transition shot?" And they're like, well, "You know, how to show like a person like moving away from something to the next scene that they're like running in." And they're like, yeah. "Oh, we didn't film any of those." No. Now I want to be clear. I do love that you brought up the mullet guy because in my notes it just says in all caps, "Mullet Tech!" Exclamation point because he mm-hmm. was my favorite character. I mean, Seth called him the intern. He's working part time here and part time at Cold Stone Creamery. Yes. So. <laughs> just. You know, his um, something that we that because my notes are jumbled because the plot doesn't fucking matter. But something I there were moments we were talking about this before. The film felt like they wrote a pretty standard by the books like science horror like action movie. But then after they were done, they decided to like punch it up and like had people come in and just write a bunch of irreverent dialogue that had nothing to do with what was happening. And they just sort of like duct taped it all together because there's some jokes that sort of work but most of it doesn't work and then there are it's all of this is connective tissue for like vague science jargon but there are there are like just like flashes of parody of the genre because i can't tell if they're like because there's a difference between doing a comedy like you know like doing like a dumb and dumber where the script is just meant to be funny and doing like a parody of a movie genre and i felt like they were trying to do a parody of like the you know, this genre scientist making a normal movie. Yeah, because like it this... feels like it should have been a parody. But other than like occasional weird jokes, it feels like they were just like, let's make a Swamp Thing movie. Because it should feel it's like really more like weird. Naked Gun or something, right? Like making fun of cop yeah. movies, but making fun of horror movies. Because there's a scene where we pan outside, and the stupid guy with the jumpsuit has his zipper all the way down, and he's reading a copy of Mercenary Life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Great. And doing the crossword puzzle in <laughs> yeah, it. Doing the crossword puzzle in mercenary life. That is fucking hilarious. Yeah, that that genuinely made me laugh because if, it was like right. because it was very self-aware. Self-aware, yeah. yes. But, and they weren't self-aware for most but of the I don't I, yeah, Ben, I mean, like even in the, you know, like Wikipedia and IMDb info about this, you know, he the director said, you know, he wanted to make a more lighthearted movie, but lighthearted doesn't necessarily mean a comedy. Yes. And no. if they had like really leaned more into making this a comedy or more kind of like a, a Tromaville style campy, because like all the Tromaville stuff is like, they're very aware of the fact that it's like that. This it's just felt making movies. <laughs> It just felt like they were, like, they had a very standard script, and like you said, Ben, they just threw in some jokes I, at the, like, after, yeah. like in, during the second like, edit. I feel like the script wasn't actually a Swamp Thing movie. Like, it was, like, some sort of weird B-movie about, a, like, a mad scientist in the swamp abducting people. Yeah, it could have. Like, and then they just wrote the Swamp Thing in. Because, like, he has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. Yeah, it, it, there's so many moments that feel like perfect setup for a self-aware joke the one of the ones that stood out to me was at one point we hear creepy ominous evil villain organ music which is perfectly what you expect for this movie but then we cut to arcade dr arcane p- 
playing, playing said music. Yeah. And I wanted someone to like burst in to tell about Swamp Thing. And he'd be like, you know, don't interrupt me when I'm playing my ominous music. Like, I yeah. wanted him to call it out. Yeah. But no, of course not. They're, they don't have time for any of that. Yeah, because the scene starts and you hear, you hear, you hear the it organ. First. Yeah. And then it pans over and he's in front of an organ and it's like comically <laughs> ominous. And I was like, oh, that's diegetic music. That's, he is playing yes. the creepy organ music. And I'm like, that would have been funny if they had like leaned into that, but it no, wasn't. Because what's weird is it starts playing the scene before they cut to him. That's what yeah. I mean. Is... And then they cut to the house and you're like, and then they show him playing. And I was like, this is an insane. But then like you said, they just move on. It's like, Oh, I guess the music he's playing is just permeating the world they live in. Yeah, it was di- it was it was his song that he was practicing for his recital or something. I don't know. <laughs> something else. I have like- a gig on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! See, that would have been Speaking funny though. Who could play yeah, spooky tambourine? But here's just a few of I wrote down some of these jokes that were in the movie because I was like these are insane lines in a movie. Uh, at one point, he's talking to the doctor who's doing the genetic research, the male doctor, and he says one more uh, another screw up like this, and it's back to Betty Ford. Betty for Ford, yeah, yeah. And he says not the clinic, and then the female doctor says, "No, you idiot. He'll turn you into Betty Ford." And I was like, "Wait, what?" what? Like, ben Betty and I did just a, a person. Well. I did not understand, like, the joke. It was supposed to be a joke, but I was like, there's no joke here. How is that funny? He can't create anything. My only point of reference for that is, like, the Betty Ford Clinic. Right. Which was, like, a very famous rehab center, like, in the 80s and maybe in the 70s. I mean, but that is my only point of reference for, like, something you could relate to Betty Ford, but... I, I did not understand what the joke was yeah, there I, at all. Yeah, I don't get the joke of he'll turn you into Betty into Ford. Betty like, Ford. Supposed to be like, is it like he'll turn you into a woman? Like he's going to castrate him? I just could not figure out what the point of that joke yeah. was. Yeah. There is a line then a, that... Then another joke. Go ahead. Another joke is the kids looking at porn, which is <laughs> deeply upsetting because these are young children. And when he opens that magazine, I swear it's real porn. He's like looking at a real centerfold. Uh, yeah. But... He says, the one kid's like, look at Miss Whatever in Big and Busty Magazine, which is not the magazine the kid is looking at, because the magazine he's looking at is called Young and Easy. Yes, and that one shows up a couple times in the movie. Yes, with, like, Japanese text underneath of it, which is deeply upsetting. Sure. But he, like, is reading her bio, and he says, great, she's a Scorpio, I'm an Aries, they get along well. No, hold on. That um, made me laugh. Real, real that quick. That's, that's not how the line sounds. Steph, can we get an idea of how the line sounds? Oh, yeah. Um. Oh! <laughs> She's a Scorpio! <laughs> and I'm an Aries! Yeah, that was this kid's... This kid was always, like, at the end yeah. of a scream when he was delivering this, a line. I was doing better like... imitations of it earlier, but I think I hurt my voice because I was, like, yelling at Ben when we were sitting on the couch. About. Yeah, you sound more like a hairband now, yeah. which I, I actually enjoy more. But I, this is definitely in that vein of, like, kids think acting means yelling. Yes. Like, that's what they think acting is, is like, well, when you act, you don't sound like you normally do, so you just yell everything. But which that was, is like, why a really I, just weird bit. 
I wanted more dialogue from them. Uh, there was a scene that that had us both laughing completely unintentional, which is because there's a romance scene later on between Heather Locklear and Swamp Thing, which are, by the way, two characters that we've not mentioned much because they don't do anything. Yeah, in they're, they're, <laughs> they I mean, literally like, meet and fuck. It's like they meet and he's like, all right, let's do but, it. It's like, wait, what? We, when we fade to the to the sex scene in the swamp, which is gross, by the way, um, mm-hmm. uh, as that fuck flute starts playing, as I like to call it, yeah, the fuck flute. <laughs> um, it's, this is not a joke. That's literally in my notes. I was like, what's with the fuck flute music? <laughs> new t-shirt. Yeah, um, new t-shirt merch idea. But but as the fuck the fuck flute starts, the scene we're panning away from are the two kids talking about going out into the woods. They're like, we gotta do it. Let's go out into the woods and get a picture of this swamp thing. And then they paid to like this fuck flute music with like soft flowers and soft lighting. I was like, oh no, what's about to happen? Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's, hey about, he's about to meet that Scorpio. Sexuality is a spectrum, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're ah, young, we're I wish I could quit you. you. <laughs> I wish I could quit you. <laughs> the movie just 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 veers off the Broke road swamp? yeah in, into the swamp <laughs> jesus um, christ a, a line that, that i wanted amazing. a line that i wanted to call out too is earlier on is um when heather Locklear, which again we should probably talk about her at some point um is in her florist uh uh job apparently uh she is talking to all of her plants and arguing about her life but like at a breakneck speed yeah at a breakneck it's like they were like you have seven minutes to get this done <laughs> yeah and also here's some cocaine um yeah she... i mean she's like no pause in between her lines she's like what do you think i think that's crazy but i don't know maybe it's not crazy maybe you're right maybe i should do it it's like what the fuck is happening and they cut to her like co-worker who's looking at her like exhaustedly and i'm like i don't know i I, I know the joke is this coworker is just sort of like annoyed, annoyed or, la- yeah. or like or like a lazy, and that she's just like a chubby woman watching TV and eating what appears to be a can of cream mushroom soup, just straight out, out of the can. can with a spoon. But I would have like the that, same I think reaction. It, I think that was supposed to be the bit. I would be the same reaction if I had to work with that manic weirdo who comes storming out because she has a line where she says, uh, "Why can't men be more like plants? They don't get the wrong idea when you stroke them." And I have to ask... Yeah, she, you can stroke a, a, a plant without it getting the wrong idea. I have to ask, You're Heather. jerking a dude off. <laughs> in what way could you stroke someone and have it not be in a sexual connotation? What is I a know. platonic stroke? <laughs> well, I then must come know. over and I'll show you. <laughs> Look, guys. Those I've... two kids were having one in the swamp. <laughs> I tried to give, you know, just a good friendly platonic stroke to you guys and you never let me. I got the wrong idea, Sev. No, I, could, but, I wrote that down. And she has another line, too, where she's like batshit insane, where he's walking you through the swamp, and he says, uh, this used to be a big plantation, and it said that uh, it's haunted by the ghost of the unhappy slave. And she said, I can't imagine anyone being unhappy here. Bitch, he just <laughs> said they were slaves! I didn't, I didn't <laughs> they catch weren't, that. Like, visitor. Yeah, I could not believe that. I saw it, I was like, What? It's like, who wrote this? It was like, like, that's a great line. Wow. Wow. Jesus Christ. Heather's character is so bizarre because her whole arc is that she works in California. She doesn't know her parents. And then out of nowhere, she decides to apparently quit her job, move to the South, meet her estranged mm-hmm. stepfather, 
without calling first or giving any kind of communication, just shows just up, showing up, and then once she realizes that he's like a weird, mad scientist, she sort of like half half enthusiastically tries to get away from the whole situation, but also but not she also really. like shows up. She shows up mad at him as if she's already read the rest of the script. Like she right. shows up and is like instantly anti him and all the people who are in the house. And it's like you just met all these other people. You're just instantly a dick. It's so weird. She also has was... no questions about the fifty to sixty yeah. employees carrying live machine guns. She yeah. seems more concerned that her father has a woman living in the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, her character She's so has catty no... to that doctor. And then she meets Swamp Thing twice, I think, mm-hmm. where she, he, oh, he when... saves her once or twice. And then she is, like, profoundly in love with she him. Is, she is DTF, like, the second time she meets him. She meets him, and she's just like, ooh, I'm a vegetarian. I was like, oh, is this, like, a little <laughs> sex joke on a planet? Yeah. A- FYI, that's a real... Two things. That's a real line, which is supposed to be, like... You know, a metaphor. I'm, I'm, I'm using I'm, fun sexual wordplay to indicate that I want to have sex with you. And his response is to literally snap a piece of him off and have her eat, eat it. it. A phenomenon Which, that is still making me upset. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is, if you've ever read Alan Moore's run, he wrote that, and it was like a huge deal when he did it, but he basically in the comic, he gives her like this psychedelic mushroom, and since it's like part of him, He's like in her mind, and they have intercourse in her mind, and she like oh no, Alan did this to me like orgasms, and it's like this big, and it was like a huge deal in the comics because people were like, you can't do that in a comic. You can't (laughs) one, he's a plant, that's fucked up. They're like two, you definitely can't show people having intercourse, like alluding to it. He's a superhero, and it was like, but like they do it so throwaway in this that I was just like, why did they put this in the movie? Like it's so weird that like I've read. I don't know. It was some of Alan's stuff. I uh, on Swamp Thing. I did not know that this was an ad- actual adaptation of something from the comics. That's fucking wild. That is pretty crazy. Because like Ben and I were talking about this. I mean, this was at a, a period of time where beyond beyond a, a, a producer or like a film studio just getting the rights to the character. I don't really think you know DC beyond a certain point really gave a shit about like the movie itself you know what i mean yeah it's not like gave him like a a million dollars they'd like do whatever the fuck you want in the movie yeah Yeah, because it's it's not like now where there's like you know marvel studios and the whole reason they exist is to make movies based on these characters uh so it's very it's strange that they would try to adhere to this really specific thing in the comics in such a disposable way uh yeah but, it's such a weird thing to pull out and use if it like because no fan of that comic is going to see this <laughs> like you know what i mean it's like swamp thing was like batman and you have tons of fans well, who are like you oh know my god they finally you, made a movie you know it's funny pogues you know what the tagline for this movie is america's favorite superhero is back in action <laughs> you know wow, america's so favorite superhero swamp Thing. That's like a place down the block. He probably in- didn't even. I guess he still had his comic by then, but he was like one year away from being canceled. That's how like you drive through the Midwest, and there's like there's like a dead shopping center with a place called Number One Pizza. Yeah. It's like, what, sorry, who verified <laughs> your yeah. ranking? It's like handing out a mug that says Number One Dad. I don't know how official the ratings are. America's favorite superhero. America. I 
I thought I thought his thing was he's turning over a new leaf for love, which is the line from the trailer. Which if you do not watch this movie, please watch the trailer because the voiceovers are terrible and you get yeah. enough of the the bad acting to enjoy the movie. I thought that I thought the tagline to this movie was "Born in the Bayou" because I heard that come up a few times. Born in the Bayou. <laughs> or it was called one fourth of our budget. Went to clear water revival. Yeah, and the rest went to like that one big explosion at the end. Yeah. which I got to admit. Oh, that that shot at the end had to cost like half a million dollars because they blow up straight like a plantation they built well the budget's not worth it the budget for this was only four million and u.s gross was like 190 something million it was like nothing it was no dollars i i cannot believe they spent four million dollars on this i mean yeah even had to just go to cocaine i mean even in 19 i mean so they what they released this in 89 and probably filmed it in 88 so like Four million dollars is not that much money at all, but it's it's. I mean, I mean that's a lot of money money for a movie for like this kind of movie. It should look way better than it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is is they could have? I'm like, where did this money go? To I mean, I guess some of the there was like the lab, like some of the sets, and they probably had to rent that house and maybe or build it maybe they might have built it out in the middle of nowhere yeah or maybe they just maybe they blow it up yeah i'm i'm sure a lot of the interior stuff was just sets and it wasn't actually yeah. like i mean i know that the real house doesn't have an actual lab in the basement or whatever but well, like this is where we bring up our new feature it's called famous houses with weird basements <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, went, yeah. they, they searched high and low for a house with a geo like a gene therapy lab in the basement <laughs> in in georgia yeah well, of course yeah this movie was Where this movie was exhausting it, yeah it, it, i something that bothered me about the film as a whole uh I, i've said a few things is that swamp thing this is this, this is kind of the problem we had with at least one of the earlier batman movies despite being the namesake of the film he's not really in it in a way because he should every scene no. he's in he's just standing somewhere and someone off screen goes ah and he runs towards the screen and goes, what's going on? And then he like, fights. someone shoots him. He punches someone and walks away. He has no... We're never given a scene where we have any idea what he's up to, why he's... How he feels about what's happening. We don't know anything about him, what his motivations are, like what threatens well, him, what his weakness yeah, is. crazy is, he makes it sound like when he meets Heather Locklear, who is uh, in this movie arcane stepdaughter i think in the comics she's related to him as like his niece or something but uh that's his love and interest in the comics when she meets him he makes it sound like he's out to stop arcane but he never actually does anything he's just like walking around the swamp and occasionally yeah. coming across like crimes and he has we keep seeing fight scenes but <laughs> those fight scenes is like deeply upsetting to anyone who's ever. There's no choreography. Fight scene. It's just like yeah. a guy moving his arm in an arc in front of him, and another guy falling into something that's made to break. And if it's outside, it's filmed so dark you can't really tell what the fuck's going on. It could just be two dudes oh. in like ninja costumes hitting each other. Yeah, a waxy green man. It's a very Power Rangers fighting where a waxy green man yeah. in a suit throws his fist, and then we cut to a man being thrown backwards. Yeah. Those are all the fights, like every single one. Well, one thing that was really weird is is the uh, – the after after we meet the, the two kids and then the leech, the leech guy yeah. shows up and then Swamp Thing and the leech man monster have a fight 
and they're you pointed this out, Ben. They were like fighting with oars. Yeah. But there's like electricity yeah. shooting out of them. Yeah. And we were like, what the fuck's going on? Like, a, like it looked like a lightsaber fight or something. It was very weird. Like, I, and then we never see elect like just i don't know anything about swamp things he doesn't have electricity powers but i was like (laughs) he he does not have electrical power but they were like shooting lightning bolts at each other through the wooden oars that they they were hitting each other with it was so i could not figure out what the fuck was going on in that scene and why all the cars exploded afterwards they definitely stopped filming that and they're like boy that was a lot of work uh let's not do any of that again (laughs) yeah Uh, that was good Uh, that's enough because the the main there's, there's no threat to Swamp Thing. No one ever claims to know his weakness, which is sort of a core tenet of these movies. Which I guess is grenades. They blow him yeah, up. Yeah, apparently. Well, they blow really. him up, but then he... he just reforms. Just reforms. Comes through the pipes, yeah. and he goes into the bathroom. Like, he knows how to get into specific But bathtubs. no one threatens him. <laughs> which, which didn't make me think. is like, why was he doing this all the time to stop them from doing whatever they're doing down there he knows arcane's there the finale to the first one is that arcane turns himself into a swamp thing level beast and they have a one-on-one you know powered super fight right it looks terrible if i remember right he has like a medieval sword yes there's a sword fight (laughs) it's incredible in this one there's no finale right like he he punches the one doctor who's got a weird brainiac head for a little while and then yeah. that, but, but, but no, he basically one... just knocks him into all the breakable furniture. <laughs> yeah. All that Ikea shit. I, he knocks like him right into that. Every glass beaker. He throws him into that Flurgenstau, um, uh, beaker set. And then he throws him. True. Oh. <laughs> and then he throws him into the, uh, the Quark, the Quargus, Quargus like uh, staircase. It's ridiculous. But, uh, those things are expensive. Uh, uh, they don't even make Flurgenstau's in that color anymore, but I, I, I digress. But, uh, there's no one threatens him. The, the one time he's ever even put up against the ropes is like 50 guys shoot at him with grenades. And then again, he just reforms. And when he goes into every fight, including against Gun, which is that, that the, the, the showing you my dick yeah. with my zipper all the way down guy. Yeah, a thing called Love Guy. He attacks him nine times. And every time he runs up with some weapon, including a rocket car, and Swamp Thing just turns yeah. and kind of just like pushes him over. <laughs> When he comes up in the rocket car, Swamp Thing just throws a grenade at him and blows him up. I was like, is that seriously how you're killing that guy? And then the guy comes back and he has a chainsaw. I was like, all right, this is going to be the Here we go. going to spill like, the Agent Orange on him and it's going to start eating him. No, Swamp Thing just knocks the chainsaw out of his hand. Puts a grenade a on a grenade and just pushes him three feet away and the guy blows up. Yeah, he just murders him with Right grenade. before he dies. And I thought... Gun's final words are, oh shit, man. And I was waiting for Arcane to come out of that experiment with powers because when he comes out of the experiment we're supposed to rejuvenate rejuvify him or whatever you want to call it he's got some sort of mutation on his hand indicating that yeah because the woman switched them out so i was like oh he's gonna turn back into a monster exactly the final fight here no. we go no he, he has like a bum knee and falls over and <laughs> he just lays there as the he building lays blows there, up around him. he lays there and burns to death while swamp thing just slowly leaves with heather lockley yeah. <laughs> It's so weird. It's like, he's like, my trick back's out. Oh. <laughs> I'm out. I'm yeah, out. It's just it, so bizarre. It, it, Speaking of Gun, uh, what did you think of that sweet scene where uh, Gun's second in command, I don't know if you caught her name, it was Poinsetta? Yes. Like the fucking Christmas flap? Yes. yes. So I was like, I was like, I hope that's a reference to the comics I don't get. Because otherwise that is such a bizarre name to pick. But the scene where they're doing like the Jaws scar comparison. Uh-huh. 
and they're just like he's like beirut and then he's like spring break and he's like in ghana or something i was like what the fuck is going on and then her last scar is a member of motley crew bought her like bit her tit like, uh, yeah apparently like, tommy lee bit her tit is that that's a and joke she, like, we're just a, gonna like drop a in perfect there. set of teeth marks <laughs> I was like, "What?" And well, not and Heather Locklear was was dating Tommy Lee and Motley Crue at the time. And the I want to point out a scar. Oh, do you think that's why they put it in? I think so, just as like a, a but I was a full dental scar. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it looks yeah, like it's like, it's like when you go and you get a jaw. retainer. Yeah, it looked like yes. Yeah, he bit her like a snake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was like, but it is like if you've ever had a mold of your teeth made, it was like perfect and just like on her breast. So like, I don't think that's why possible. Why didn't a mutated snake man Tommy Lee come bursting out of a cell <laughs> in the stupid science basement? That would have made this movie. You wouldn't even have to give him makeup. He's a creepy looking dude. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I, in that final scene too, when he throws that guy into the disintegrator and then the robot comes on, it's like, attention please. It's like, well, this is the, the most polite robot to announce the self-destruct. And why is it going to self-destruct if it's this smart? Why doesn't it just turn the power off to the disintegrator? Because here's the thing. If my furnace goes out, it doesn't trigger a (laughs) self-destruct. Ben's uh, nest uh, engages uh, incineration protocol and vaporizes his house. Scorch earth option. (laughs) Might as well try that one out. Your air conditioner is malfunctioning. Time to... Attention, please. You need to change your air filter. Release, also, release, <laughs> release you the have failed to change your air filter. <laughs> we yeah. will sow uh, salt over the field that once was your home. Yeah, it, I always love scenes like that in movies where they, they have like a, a pre-recorded voice for disaster because that means that they got yeah. someone in a room and they're like, "Well, I really hope this never happens, but I might as well record." Yeah, especially it. back then. But it's I want a like nice had, like, phonetic tell me. About it. Yeah, they give her a clipboard where she's like. The acid tank has exploded and melted half of the scientists. Yeah. Hold on, just flip the page here. Yeah. <laughs> Attention, please. Makes Wolf me... Beast 214 has escaped <laughs> and is wreaking havoc in the lower basement. Attention, please. Wolf Beast 216 has escaped. <laughs> I, I read a... Attention, all Wolf Beast <laughs> Yeah. I read an interview uh, with the guy... Uh, who recorded all of the <laughs> Chicago Transit uh, announcements. Yeah, yeah. And he had to do, like, ten hours of recording, like, every bus stop name, every train stop name, saying it multiple times, and, like, you know, di- like just different kinds of announcements and emergencies and stuff. And, like, I, I just imagine, like, you know, someone working for a security company, and they're like, okay, uh, turn to W for... You know the Wolfmen related <laughs> incidents, and yeah. you know, today just, we'll be working on. Yeah, today, uh, you know, here's your Who's here's your house. Are we insuring? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like here's your tea uh, to keep your voice, you know, feeling <laughs> yeah. feeling really good. And now we left off on nuclear disease. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to move on to the weather machine what has gone out of fuck? control. Tommy Lee, Snake Man, yeah. <laughs> has escaped his cell. Now... Please cover bosoms. <laughs> So, Pogues, I have uh, I have to ask you an important question, unless you've got uh, sure. something else to share with me. Um, oh, I was just gonna say, at some point, we need to talk about those two rednecks we meet in the woods. Yeah. Oh, I, oh yeah, them. I, look, look, I'm not gonna open. Which a... have the most insane lead up? 
to the conversation they're having about the things they want to do. Yeah, and I don't mean to, to victim blame here, but if you're ever say uh, dress in a in a, in a, in a very in a very in a silk in a silk blue in a, party dress in a silk in a silk nighty, and you're wandering around just like the deep backwoods backwoods of the bayou, and you find uh, two two. <laughs> Two two drunk moonshine drinking like criminals in the in the woods. Maybe don't go strike up a conversation with them. And then get all snippy as, with them. Yeah. <laughs> as you're walking up to them, says they're having a conversation about how they need to go in into town and find a woman because they haven't seen one in so long. And the one guy says, "Yeah, I haven't even seen a sheep recently." Yeah. When you hear that, that. building that he's a sheep fucker. When they're talking about things to do, they want to go and get in a fight at a bar. They want to, I forget what the second one is. Oh, they want to burn down a house, or they want to go to somebody's farm and drive over dogs. Drive over dogs. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and then the guy was like, you know what I want to do is kill somebody. It's like, well, driving over dogs would kill them. Now, what if? But I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? What if? And then I was like, this is so weird. What if Heather Locklear like stepped forward and as they said those lines, then paused and backed into the woods, and then we cut away from them forever. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> The thing that was most upsetting about them is, so when they finally get her, they're going to, like, attack her and rape her. Yes. And the one guy says, you ready? And he says, I'm like lunch meat. I'm always ready. Yeah, that Which, was... I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, yeah. But yeah, pretty bad. What's upsetting to I, me... I am glad to have a new opener for every episode of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like lunch meat. I'm always ready. Uh, no, but the thing that upset me was... Those guys didn't get their comeuppance. They got away. I was like, Swamp yeah. Thing should have killed both of them. Yeah. They, they admit to being murderers and rapists. I mean... They should die. Have you seen RoboCop? Where he where he shoots a guy in the dick who's trying to rape someone? That's a whole oh, scene. Come on. Scene. Come on, Swamp Thing. Great great scene in, in cinema. Also, yeah. also, my favorite thing about Swamp Thing is whenever he talks, because he has like this menacing look, and then he's just like, Hi, I'm Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. It's like he's like doing a voiceover for a car commercial or something. His voice last note it's so little with him. Swamp Thing has a pretty diverse and uh uh, uh power set. Often uh, open to creative license with the the, the writer. Um, they didn't have anything for Swamp Thing. He does a lot of punching and slow throwing. Mm-hmm. That's his whole thing. <laughs> he he really doesn't even use plants. Nope, he doesn't use plants. Like in the first movie, I remember a time where he like uses plants to attack somebody. Yep. It's like that's something. Or, like, use them to, like, detect somebody in another part of the swamp or something. No. no none of that. Yeah, this... We mentioned it earlier. I mean, this this movie, you could have just, you know, find and replaced Swamp Thing in the script with any monster or man-creature or thing. Like a, or even just, like, you could have basically had this movie, other than the bathtub scene, and just had it been, like, it's a guy who hunts crocodiles. <laughs> like yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. he's just in the bayou trying to kill some crocodiles who have been uh attacking townsfolk and he's like you know like a gruff you know ex-con or something who you know his crime was justified though in it the basement like defense in the basement we found uh we saw a couple shots of this sort of half elephant guy with sort of a human mm-hmm. face in the side of his head if that guy had just broke it out and saved heather she would have been like oh I, oh, I love you yeah I, <laughs> I love your tusks i've always wanted to fuck dumbo <laughs> Elephants never forget. Yeah, I can't do it. You've got a trunk. It's uh, I can't think of the word for when it can move. I I've forgotten the word. Is I there a part of you that I can just like snack on real quick and we can work? Prehensile trunk is what I. Oh god. I've got some peanuts. Well, um, if 
If someone out there could just go ahead and uh, clip me uh, Pogue's sexily whispering, I've got some peanuts, I would appreciate it. Thank you. New ringtone. Yeah, the unmanned costumes were great. The guy who was like a cockroach. Yeah. And for some reason, like, they had merged him with a cockroach, and he had legs coming out of his eyes, yes. but he was, like, a mutated cockroach. It's like, wait. And he wasn't dead for cockroaches... some reason. <laughs> and cockroaches don't have limbs coming out of their eyes. Nope, so do not. shouldn't he have just been normal and just had cockroach legs? No one said he was a good scientist. But I, I was sad those he's characters didn't, like, fight Swamp Thing, because that would have been awesome. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for at the end, was, like, Arcane was going to, like, push a button, and all the cages were going to yeah. open, and the Swamp Thing was going to have to, like, break the Elephant Man's neck. That'd be great. Or have him lay down without pillows. Doesn't happen. Is that too soon? Is that too soon? And it's, and it's specifically that the fact that that doesn't happen that I would not recommend that you see this film. Wow. You would not recommend it? I would not. Uh, I I feel like this is a movie where I didn't get to watch it with anybody. I watched it by myself. Mm. But I was like... I did. I feel like maybe if you could watch it with some people, <laughs> no. it might be somewhat enjoyable. Uh, yeah, but... my, Seth's here, and he uh, he's, he's thinking about not doing the podcast anymore. Uh, my wife's upstairs. She came home to watch it as well. She's not talking to me. Yeah. So uh, I it's really wait, awkward. She came home to watch it? <laughs> the energy over here is real weird today, folks. <laughs> Ben's really upset. Maybe maybe that's why you didn't enjoy the movie, Seth. You were watching it with a couple on the verge of divorce. It's got to bring down any party. I Yeah, even... I mean, I, I, I love bad movies and i've endured, i've certainly endured movies that are worse than this yes because there were some lines that made me laugh yeah intentionally or unintentionally yeah there's a couple of good parts yeah and i mean like you know again i don't know where all the four million dollars went to beyond the license for the credence <laughs> song and like some explosions but uh swamp thing costumes okay you know like the pre- like the cockroach guy and I mean, the script is terrible. Like, yes. the, the, there's oh, it's awful. there's nothing at stake. There's no tension. Swamp Thing. You really don't care who wins. No. Yeah, because it seems to be if the bad guy wins, he's just gonna live a little. Yeah, bit. and it's it's uh it's very slow. It it just and because of all the weird edits and cuts and and B and C plots in it and these characters we never see again. Like to be honest, if you took another pass at the script you could have made it more interesting. Like, I really, like, I thought it would have been interesting if the cab driver came back to, like, check on Heather Locklear because he was, like, really concerned. Like, what are you doing out here? This is crazy. And then, like, his character's a good person, and he's like, oh, I got to come back, and, like, maybe he gets caught, or maybe he gets turned into a monster, or he Swamp Thing and him help each other rescue all the creature people or something like nope just never see him again like there was just so many dead ends and it just i don't know this is not one i would i would watch again yeah we were talking about before we started recording is is how this movie just like what i found interesting was like i was watching it and i was like this isn't that it's not good it's not a good movie but i was like it's kind of funny in parts and it's moving but as it got closer and closer to the end of the movie it just started slowing down more and more like it just never it was like it was like they didn't want to reach the climax they were just like Oh, let's try to stretch it out as long as possible. The thing is <laughs> uh, that a, a movie that's that's ridiculously bad, that's enjoyable, typically came from someone who had passion for it. You know, the room yeah. is is the a passion project, is earnest. Yeah, this was the sleeper for the director. This the director just wanted to check out of this one. Yeah, and I told Seth before we started, like a 
A bad horror movie is a comedy, but a bad comedy is just bad. bad. Just yeah. bad. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. I don't, I just don't think they, even though, like I said, even though, you know, the director claims that he wanted to make a more lighthearted version, lighthearted doesn't mean it's just going to be funny. Like, right, yes. It's, it has some funny moments, but I mean, if you edited out all of like Heather Locklear's weird one-liners and stuff, this would be a pretty on the nose like action monster movie. It wouldn't. It's not really. Yeah. They're not trying to be campy and goofy or like. You it's know. like there's like three or four lines in the entire movie that make you feel like where you're like, oh, was this supposed to be kind of like a parody of? The yeah, and I don't think it is. I don't think it's like supposed to be. I no, think it's supposed I think to be it's a bad movie. Yeah. A swamp thing movie yeah. with a couple jokes in it, and you know, I don't know if the swamp thing comics have humor in them it's not like deadpool or something right right, where it's like very like on the nose type humor but no no, he's not particularly funny and there's like a couple of side characters uh he has a friend for a while who's like kind of humorous when he talks to him his name's matt uh here's a comic book little uh fun fact the character matt dies in alan moore's run he gets in a car accident he's an alcoholic and he, he gets in a car accident and dies i think he's actually possessed by somebody but he becomes uh, Sandman's crow in the or Raven in the Sandman comics. So there you go, completely worthless knowledge. Ooh, wow, a little crossover information. Speaking, I did want to just point out a few things real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope Ben lets you watch the end credit scene where the two kids argue because there was no film in the camera. That was well worth coming back Ooh, for. No, we missed that one. I tried yeah. to fast forward it for any. Was, it was not. <laughs> it was not worth coming was, back for. We watched. Uh, we watched. What was it on YouTube? Yeah, it's free on YouTube. Yeah, you can watch it for free on YouTube. Yeah, if that tells you anything so about the quality, you want to check it out. Yeah. that is the discount bin of the it, internet. I, you can like skip huge chunks yeah. of the movie. You could watch it like in fast forward. But uh, Dr. Lana, the, the female doctor, I don't know if you recognized her, Ben. Her name's Sarah Douglas, the actress. Mm. She plays Ursa in Superman 2. Oh, shit. Okay. The female... The female uh, from, from, from Lieutenant from with Krypton. the Zod. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Shit. And she's also, if you've ever seen Conan the Destroyer, she is the queen at the end of it. And I looked, and she's still working. Like, she I was, was going to say, like she sounds like the only ago. person who made an actual career out of this <laughs> that was well, in this movie. Here's another odd thing. I found out the guy who plays Swamp Thing's name is Dick Durrock, which is a great name. It is a good but name. the guy who played the asthma doctor, his name is Ace Mask. Ace Mask? It's his actual name. Like Ace, like the Ace of Spades, and Mask, <laughs> like I'm putting on a mask. Wow. Such a weird name. But I looked at to see if those two kids ever acted again, because I was really curious, because they're not good. <laughs> no. The, the African-American kid was in Glory. And he actually still acts. He's in like a lot of like he's mostly in TV stuff, huh. but he's been in uh, like actual things. And I was like, oh, that's weird. The other kid hasn't really been in much, but he started to become a director, and uh, he does like low budget horror films. And I was reading his bio, and in his bio there was like a trivia fact, and it said that he refers to himself as a mild. I don't know how you say this, uh, chlorophyll, which is like a person who's fetishizes clowns it's like why would you admit to that what because he puts he puts female clowns in all the movies he makes that he directs and he said he's a mild one and i was like well i don't think there's such a thing as being just a mild into clown. some light clowning hey folks and i was there like, ain't no reason yeah, to kick like, shame why would you put that in your imdb profile 
Hey, folks. You control what goes in it. We all have a certain type of predilections. Ain't no <laughs> any of your business. Those porn magazines he saw on the set of this fucking movie. Yeah, they really fucked me yeah, up. Just really, just really, just really fucked him up. Really. He was looking at clown boobies. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh, it's the new issue of clown boobies. <laughs> clown and easy. What? No. <laughs> I wouldn't mind putting a pie in her face. I don't know. I was trying to make a dirty clown joke, and it just, I, I hated myself. <laughs> <laughs> we all felt bad. For, I, could, I could feel. Well, I think that's going to do it for Return to Swamp Thing, unless, was there anything else you guys wanted to add? No, but Pose, you, have, you now have officially the name for your autobiography. Uh, I hated myself halfway through it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have to, I think I always hated myself. <laughs> and no, that's all for me. Of course, you could uh, uh, follow us on social media, check out some of our uh screen or comic to screen uh captures so you can see how some of these films have been adapted uh obviously as all podcasts beg you to please give us a review on itunes it helps out a lot yeah review us on whatever you listen to this on uh reviews count more than listens which is like kind of weird so like the more reviews you have the higher it like counts as like multiple listens so if you could review us that'd be sweet also uh you can find us on every platform at naos pod the hardest thing pose and i do each week besides record an episode is decide what to do for the next episode so please please just dial just dial a comment in (laughs) and let us know what you want to do please throw in a suggestion on our facebook page (laughs) on an instagram post on the, the soundcloud page something because literally last time we recorded the mini episode we talked for three times the length of the mini episode to determine what movie to do it took so long we were gonna play video games afterwards but by the time we got done i was like it's too late i gotta go to bed uh and seth is there anywhere you want people to come uh reach any of your internet presence no no leave me alone <laughs> uh that's the kind of succinct answer yes. i enjoy um yeah this this movie i i uh i wouldn't recommend it um even for like a fun you know drunken hanging out on the couch movie night there are way better options out there um, but now i feel really bad because i had bought this on dvd and i was going to give it to you for christmas uh, <laughs> take it back Yes. I gotta take it back to the back of that van I bought it from. Yeah, hi. I like the return, the return of Swamp Thing. <laughs> the return, the return <laughs> of Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Guy behind the counter just pulls out a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, thanks for having me on, though. This is, I, yeah, I, I had fun. I always, I mean, I had, it's like Ben and I had fun watching it, and I love being on the podcast, but for the listeners out there who are trying to find, you know, good, bad movie night. Uh, recommendations not, not this one not this one there are way better uh origin story movies you guys have done yeah well i was i was glad you you volunteered to do it again because i i love if you guys have never listened to the batman begins episode me and ben were talking about before we did the mini episode some of the ones you were on and, and that's one of my favorite episodes i had a lot of fun really doing that great one jokes in that one yeah well uh, i'd love to be on again so keep me in, keep me in, uh keep me in mind please yeah we'll either have you All on right, for... got, fingers crossed they make a swamp thing three yeah, yeah i was gonna say we'll either have you on for a major successful dc f- franchise or i don't know whatever other like b-movie garbage we can find those are apparently the opposite ends of the spectrum for you perfect <laughs> yeah we'll have you on for dark knight and then afterwards we'll have you on to do suicide squad <laughs> oh, I, I have not seen that one actually and don't I, okay don't <laughs> i dread wait did we do it for the podcast yeah we have yes, done we it because that's why i watched it i'm yeah, still angry I was, that was the only time where i was like i think this might be the last episode we ever do because <laughs> ben seemed mad normally i'm the one who's mad but ben seemed really mad and i was like oh 
But that's it for this week. Come back next week. We'll tell you what movie's up next, or hopefully you'll leave a suggestion and you tell us what movie's up next. Yeah, folks, you can just edit in some sex flute here. Just take us out. Hello.